The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden, here on Unity Online Radio. And the number to call today, if you have a dream you'd like to share or a question about your dream that you'd like some light to be shined upon, the number is 816 251 3555. Again, it's 816-251-3555. And I'm joined by Nancy T today. Hello, Nancy T. Hello, Kelly. And she's got her own little co-host and cohort along with her, Mr. <laughs> Cooper Michael Telzero. <laughs> <laughs> the youngest yep. radio show co-host to ever exist. He's like yep. three weeks old. Yeah, you know, well, he's going to be three weeks on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. God, that's so Almost. cute. Nancy mm-hmm. is a glammy, the glammiest glammy there ever was. Oh, <laughs> honey, how's it going? Are you just on oxytocin heaven? I really am. I really am. They're so cute. I can't stand it. I find myself can... kissing them way too often. <laughs> I think there's something about these babies that feels very much like what the goal of dream work is. I think dream work is trying to get us back home, sweet home with the elixir back into our power, back into our natural grace, into that place where we're just cozy and warm and, and we're like, there's nothing missing and all is well. And these babies have all that. We all had that as babies. And then as we grew up, we kind of forgot, but then we start to retrace right. our steps and come back to exactly where these babies are right now. So they're such teachers, right? Absolutely. And they're, and, and then I can also kiss them. <laughs> I mean, we've got both of those things happening, but, but just the way and they the new- come out and they're all pure and, and whole. And, and that's how we start out and we still are. And we still are underneath it all. Although we might be a little, you know, encumbered, (laughs) but that's what the whole thing is. That's what our dreams are about. That's why I think every dream is a good dream because it's helping us to remove the layers of like the, the scales, let the scales fall from our eyes. Let the, as Michelangelo said about the sculpture of David, let the excess marble fall away from the masterpiece so that the true genius that lies beneath can reveal itself so the true cooper can come out and say yo what up so the card i picked today is kind of perfect along these lines even though i know we're going to talk about the theme of the show today is can your dreams help you lose weight or in other words a more spiritually correct way of putting that would be can your dreams help you achieve your dream body and so we're going to talk about we're going to bridge the metaphysical to the physical physical today. That's what the show theme is about. But 
The card I picked today is called, it's card 22, For This You Were Born. And I think Cooper helped us to pick it. Um, the subtitle is Foster Your Intention for Incarnating in This Dimension. The quote is, we must be willing to get rid of the life we've planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. Joseph Campbell. And the message is, and this I dedicate to Cooper and to Carson, you are alive with infinite possibilities. Every cell of your body sings and shouts a full-throttled yes to life. Before you were born, just a couple weeks ago, you had a reason, a strong desire for wanting to experience the human realm. You joyously raised your hand and stood on your tippy-tippy toes to volunteer to partake. Your soul smiled wild, wildly as you traveled from the angelic realm, where all is love, whole and perfect, into this realm of humanity. Through the challenges that come your way, remember that all you need to do is ask and you will be instantly refueled by love and support from your soul family. They are always at the ready. Your job is to remember to remember. As you awaken each morning, revisit your passionate intention for this lifetime. Remember yourself. For this I was born. Gather your energy, creativity, talent, and will so no part is left behind as you cross a new threshold of adventure. <clears throat> Dream symbol, baby. Dreams of a baby symbolize a new beginning. This dream may be helping you remember your true nature, innocent, authentic, precious, and the indescribable beauty that reflects your divine origin. Perhaps you're embarking upon a new relationship or endeavor. If so, approach the situation with fresh eyes and a wide open heart. Your spiritual umbilical cord connects you with the higher self as with your higher self, as it cradles and feeds you and your guidance that you need as you take each baby step along your sacred journey. Mantra, vulnerability is one of my greatest strengths. So put that in your, not your pipe, but in your, um, I don't know, your bottle and drink it. Your bottle and drink it. Yeah. <laughs> that couldn't have been a more perfect card. It always is, isn't it? Every time we oh. pick up a card, it's perfect. That was Marazuli's art is amazing. It's one of the more gregarious images. It's this wild. It's not like a regular, kind, sweet goddess. She's more of like a goddess with an attitude. G W A, and she's kind of like piercing the the heavens and like kind of lightning is shining through her as she's touching Earth, which is what we're gonna do on the show today. So let's just take a deep breath and let's just prepare ourselves to enter into the equinox that is today, if you're listening live, and for the show. So let's just do a, a mini prayer here with a breath, releasing and letting go of every past moment that has preceded this one, any limitations, any fears, any worries, any heaviness. We drop it all like it's hot, let it all go, knowing that if we can drop it, that means it's not really us. So only that which sticks, only that which remains is truly us. So just like in alchemy, we transform that which is of a lesser 
density into a higher density by our thought, by our willingness and our awareness. We turn that which is heavy into light and that which was funky into diamonds. And we elevate today. We allow our dreams to be the conductor, the elevator that raises our vibration and brings us into harmony with with our whole selves and yet on a higher plane than we're used to gathering. And by gathering, I mean, we gather all parts of ourselves. It's a no part of ourselves left behind situation. And we explore the theme today about how our dreams affect our physical bodies. And that might include our weight, it might include our well-being, it might include our health. So let's explore that with a big deep breath, breathing in our dream wisdom from last night, whether we remember our dreams or not, and encoding all of that wisdom deep into ourselves in the here and now with so much gratitude and willingness to be fully here, fully charged, raring to go here on this beautiful platform called Unity Online Radio, unified where we are whole and complete. And so it is. Amen. All woman, all dreams. Ah, so where were we, Nancy T? Okay. Dreams. Can our dreams help our bodies? What do you think about that? Does that just seem cray cray? It seems like a dream. <laughs> I would love for that to be the case. I would love it. And um, and I, like I said on our pre-show, I think ultimately what I'd like to have happen is that I dream of the body that I have, that I, that that becomes the thing that is dreamy to me is just what I have right here as I sit on the couch, you know, thinking about these two baby boys that were just born, just being happy that I can lift those two car seats and walk them down the halls. And while my daughter heals from her C-section, being happy with this body, Mm -hmm. the way it is, just the way it is. I would love that. But ultimately, how great if you could lose that, you know, extra seven pounds you gain over the holidays from just taking a nap. <laughs> so I'm not opposed to it. We'll put it like that. <laughs> not opposed. So so I was working with um, a friend of mine, a, research, a dream researcher who conducted a dream study with a group of people that were all trying to lose stubborn pounds that had been on them for probably a decade or two or longer. And they just seemed like they were never going to go away. And so that's what they all had in common. And we all had in common that they remembered their dreams on a regular basis. And that was kind of the basis of the study. <clears throat> and the intention was that they they all wanted to lose weight. They would be healthier if they lost some weight. So he just simply had them set an intention, do a dream declaration. He called it a dream incubation where they thought about um, the question, what it, what's in my way? What's in my blind spot that I can't see that's helping, that's making me hold on to these stubborn pounds. And, and then they charted their dreams. And by the end of the study, most of them did lose a few pounds and one, whoa, that's loud. Stop. What? Stop. Oh my God. Okay, that's interesting. My phone is not shutting off if it's on airplane mode. Oh my God. Okay, well, sometimes. I just wanted to play a little persist- song for you. <laughs> I just wanted to play a little that's song. Background music. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. When it's bizarre, it's the hand of God. God is calling, and I'm not answering because I'm trying to talk. <laughs> Sorry, God. No. 
but that's bizarre when it's on airplane and do not disturb and it rings anyway okay anywho so there was one woman in particular that i remember from the study who had a really powerful dream and she ended up losing the most weight and it did stay off by the way for several months after that's how long they monitored them after the study and she had a dream that she remembered the she was she was back in time when she was was at her peak weight and she had been dieting and she had gotten and she'd been working out and she was at her peak weight and in her dream, she was remembering a real life scenario when she was really happy with her body and she got in a car accident that very day. One that she put her in the hospital and she broke several bones and she made the association and she was able to see this in her dream that she made the association that when I'm thin, I'm vulnerable. And even though I want to be thin, I'd rather be alive and not have broken bones. So I'd rather just be a few pounds overweight. So she didn't connect that all these years later, over 20 years later. So by being able to have her dream help her to see this, she was able then to realize, wow, losing a few pounds isn't isn't the thing that's making me vulnerable or not. I'm safe in this universe. And yes, things happen, but I'm always going to be okay. So she came to terms with that and the pounds started to fall off. So interesting, eh? Oh my gosh, so interesting. It reminds me of this book I read years ago. Um, it was called The Only Diet There Is, in A Diet from Negative Thinking. Mm. And it was mm. all about how we sometimes will cling to weight because of our thoughts, because mm. of our, you know, we don't want to be seen as promiscuous or we don't want men to come right. on to us or we don't want, there's so many reasons why we might hold on to it, including protecting ourselves with that extra layer of fat so that we're not vulnerable physically. And uh, that's what this book was about. And I remember reading it and I actually lost seven pounds just from reading it. Oh my, my God. Mind, which I think okay. just the whole idea of changing your mind is, is, is right in line with dreaming and with, you know, putting yourself exactly. in that other subconscious mind and, and, and getting it, you know, kind of where you need to be. And how it just how amazing that this woman you know, sort of made that connection and then the pounds just fell off, knowing that that can happen. Right. It can, and that's right. not a dream, that's real. Right, exactly. We all have thoughts that live in our blind spot that we can't see and they're all trying to protect us. There's no mm -hmm. thoughts that are trying to harm us. But I think just asking the question, and it doesn't have to just be about your weight, it can be about your health, it can be about your financial situation or, or your issues with a family member or a job opportunity, you can just ask the question, is there something in my blind spot that I'm not seeing that if I were to see it would make all the difference? And if I'm ready for it, dreams, let it rip, bring it on, and then pay attention to those dreams and see what happens. So it's it's kind of that simple. And we did that when I mentioned in our pre-show on Facebook, um, and people can watch that, by the way, at Kelly Sullivan Walden, Dr. Dream on Facebook. Nancy and I do a little pre-show every week. Um, but on the show, we, we talked to a woman who, who had persistent weight issues and we had her focus on seeing herself in her, herself in her most optimum weight and feeling especially, not that it was off in the future, but imagining that it was here and now, that she was already, like everybody who's listening, 
just imagine that you are in, you're having that moment of like, wow, my body just feels so good. It's like got the perfect blend of muscle and, and I'm, I'm feeling fit. I'm feeling lean and mean. I'm feeling just healthy. And so we had her concentrate on that feeling and focus on that and how good it felt. So she was going to sleep, not in a state of longing or wanting or wishing or hoping or pining, but of already having and feeling really, really good here and now, but even imagining that that her body was even, you know, maybe even a little tighter and more toned than it already was. Because you can imagine what it feels like. To, like right now, you could imagine what it would feel like to have more muscle tone. Because we've all had that. Like I can just feel it right now, even though I don't have all the muscle tone I would like to have. But I can feel it as if I did. So just focusing on that before she went to bed. And it helped to kick in the diet that she was already on and the meal plan and the healthy eating that she was already doing. And it did help her to lose weight. So the whole premise is that our conscious mind is 12% of our mind's power and our subconscious mind is 88% of our mind's power, according to the American Hypnosis Association. And often they are opposed to each other. Our subconscious mind is doing what it's always done. Its program is basically to keep us alive and keeping us alive is about business as usual. What have we always done to stay alive? Not necessarily super happy or thriving, but alive. And our conscious mind has all these goals. I want to be leaner, trimmer, richer, smarter, healthier, happier. And your subconscious mind is like, well, that's nice. I'm so happy that you want that. But here's the deal. Here's the program that we do. And this is what keeps us here. So if you've got a program that's different than what I've got, I'm 88%. You're only 12%. Guess who's going to win? Ha-ha. Does that make sense, Nancy? The adversarial relationship between our conscious and subconscious? Sound a little a little sibyl? That ha-ha really put a pin on it. Yeah, I I I actually think that that's so amazing. If you think about it, like can you imagine if you went to if you would think you own a company, but really only twelve percent of it do you handle and there's eighty eight percent of it is your coworkers doing whatever they want, the people you've hired who may or may not like you. I mean, that's right. amazing. And that's what right. we're dealing with every day with our own subconscious. Wow. That's exactly. <laughs> So, oh, so that's why it's like you, when you get on board with your conscious and subconscious, then it's like your whole company is one big happy family. It's like, you're all, you're all reading the same mission statement. You're all like, oh, I can do this. This works for all of us. It's a win-win situation. No one left behind. All right. Ready, go team. Casual Friday, the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Bring your babies to work day. Right. <laughs> Daycare on site, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then you can really get something done. Then then you're not fighting against yourself. One foot's not on the gas and the other two feet, or not that we have three feet, but you know, one big solid foot on the gas and one little tiptoe on the whatever. You know what I'm saying. We're going against ourselves. The brakes got the solid foot and one little tiptoe on the gas. No, we want to have one foot on the gas and the other foot not on the brake, but ready to go on the brake should we be going too far too fast. But it's really about getting in sync and our dreams can help us do that. And it's so wonderful. So 
I, I wonder what kind of, do we have any dreams that anyone has sent us that may be revealing what's in a blind spot or two? I know there was a dream about a king or about yeah, technology. I, that's the one I'm leaning towards right now. Oh, let's do it. Which one? That made me laugh. Okay. okay. <laughs> so it's, it's called, I, I run away from a king and this is from Manisha. Oh. Hang on one second before you tell us about Manisha. I just want people to know this show, by the way, is dedicated to you. So if you have any dreams that you would like to share Mm. and that there's a Stevie Nicks song that goes along with that. um, Have you any dreams you'd like to? I don't know. It's not share, but I'm changing the lyrics. So you can call in. The number is 816-251-3555. And we're going to talk about Manisha, and then we will go and grab some calls from the switchboard. So take it away, Nancy. What did Manisha dream? Okay. Well, this is called I Run Away from a King. She had a dream where she was being pursued by a king. They were in an opulent ballroom a la Cinderella, and there were women far more beautiful than she. But for some reason, this super handsome, amazing man asked her to dance, and she ignored him, walked away because she couldn't believe he could possibly be interested in her. It felt so real. What could it mean? And this, you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy. She said, I, I, I walked away. She didn't even say goodbye. <laughs> didn't even say goodbye wow. she ran away didn't even say bye and I thought you know when you really when you run away from people most of the time you don't go bye bye see you, see. you do that kind of run so that that is his honest should say <laughs> but I love that she said that and uh, <laughs> she, she, I just feel I feel for it because it's, it reminds me of that weight protection thing where I'm going to keep this weight on. Yeah. If this is mm-hmm. somebody saying, how could he possibly be interested in me? There's no way. He's, there's other people that are better than me. And sometimes right. we think that about ourselves. So what do you say about it, this dream, Cal? Exactly. This is exactly. I mean, I imagine Manisha may have done a dream incubation or a dream declaration. What's in my blind spot? Why can I not attract the person of my dreams? Or why am I holding on to these stubborn pounds? And then she gets this dream that's saying, you are being pursued by royalty. You are royalty and you don't even realize it. And you're running away from it because you don't think you're worthy. This was this is what we call a light shadow dream because often the sh- often the things we run from in dreams are scary that they have like fangs and and they're 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 not attractive but in this case it was he's so attractive and so wonderful that she's feeling repelled because she doesn't feel worthy so that means that she gets to wake up and say wow I've got some work to do on my self esteem my royal self esteem needs a kick in the so that I can wake up to how glorious I am, so that I can be at one with my inner king and attract the love of my life. So I want to talk more about this dream because it's so perfect, but I know it looks like Yana has been patiently waiting. So Yana, let's bring you Yana. Let's not make you Yana. Let me see. Can I do this? No, I'm going to try. Maybe. Oh, where'd she go? Here she goes. Let's see. Hello. Yana, are you there? Hey! Yes, I th- hi. I think they misspelled my name. It's Iwana from Montreal. <gasps> you what? Oh my God! How are you? Wow! Good. So Good. long Good. since we've I've had you on the show. show. How yeah, fabulous! Oh my so, goodness! Uh, this woman is an amazing musician, by the way, and she's blind. And you would never know it by the way she plays. And I'm so honored to have you back. She used to come on my show when it was the D Spot many, many moons ago. And I'm so happy to have her yeah, back. I'm an old time loyal fan. Yay! Uh, so, what are you dreaming so, about? Your dreams are always fabulous. 
Well, I mean, I, I had a few things that I was thought I would share given the theme. Um, but I, uh, just because it's, uh, what you talked before inspired me because I had a dream relatively recently, I was doing some inner work and exactly. I did some kind of question. I said the intention, okay, what am I, what part of me is holding my creativity back with my music? Cause I feel like I could do more. And, um, so I actually had a lucid dream that night and I woke up in the dream and actually asked the dream while I sat in bed. But I mean, I sat up in bed in my dream self, but, uh, but lucidly uh, dreaming. And I asked, hey, can I meet the part of myself who's holding mm. me back with the guitar? And oh, uh, so brilliant. I sit there and out of my cupboard, which is kind of nice, so it's coming out of the closet, comes this toddler and I thought okay you know because we're talking about babies in the show and it's this little toddler and I was like wow mm. what how am I even supposed to dialogue with a toddler so you know hello sweetie and the toddler I just tries to run past me um so I'm saying no I didn't mean to scare you because then maybe I'm a bit intimidating it's like okay you tell me exactly what's up and I want it now all the information so the toddler just tries to go past me and um mm. I'm I'm uh, going and I'm getting the sense it, it's communicating without the words, but I'm understanding that the toddler is actually sad, and it's it's the toddler that mm. has been always overprotected by my parents lovingly, but saying this is what you can't do, this is what you can't do. Probably like all the frustrations um, about as a kid that probably being blind or whatever, whatever things you felt like you couldn't mm. do that other kids could do, and your parents wouldn't let you. And I think. That kid doesn't like the guitar as much because it feels more like that's just the thing you could do rather than the thing that you really like to do. Although, of course, part of me really likes to do it. But I think it's that toddler that's just frustrated because it wants to do things it was told it couldn't do rather than the guitar, which it could do, um, that is holding me back. So I, you know, so I had like a whole thing. I, you know, I tried to hug this little kid and in active imagination afterwards, I thought, well, how can I help this toddler to do things? So I was trying to think maybe it might like to like go on wild swings or who knows of what. And I said, no, oh, no, wow. I'm trying to think for it. And I asked it actually, what would you like to do? And the funny answer that came was throw a tantrum. Um, oh because I think God. I am so, um, I'm so always Positive We're about to go to a break. Everyone. So I want to talk about this dream more when we come back on the other side of this break. And we're also going to be bringing on Francis Rico Hayhurst to talk all about balance and the spring equinox, which is today. So we're going to talk more after this break. So stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We've got more about dreams and can they help you lose weight? Coming right back here on Ask Dr. Dream on Unity Online Radio. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. 
Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Ogan Holder, taken from a talk at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts. Vulnerability is very uncomfortable, but as we know from so many teachings by so many people and from our own experience, the only way we will ever experience true connection is to be vulnerable, to be open. And to say, but what we say to ourselves, but when we're vulnerable, we risk being hurt. Well, you only risk being hurt, again, if you don't get a full understanding of how love works. Nothing and no one can hurt you. Nothing and no one is against you. And everything that happens in your life, as I always say, and I will always say, so if I keep saying it and you keep hearing it and you get tired of me hearing it, I apologize, but everything happens in our life as an opportunity for us to show up as God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. In today's turbulent times, it seems like the bad news never stops. It's easy to feel helpless and overwhelmed. Life's challenges can also hide opportunities for growth, renewal, and healing. Join author, activist, and life coach Carolyn Baker for a transformative workshop April 4th to the 6th at Unity Village in Kansas City, Missouri. Discover how to find meaning in chaos and navigate this journey called life with more love and joy. Go to unity.org and click Retreats and Events for more information. If you're looking to deepen your spiritual journey, Unity Magazine is your go-to source for information and inspiration. It's been beautifully redesigned and packed with interesting articles and compelling interviews from today's spiritual thought leaders. You'll find science, spirituality, and healing with a look at Eastern philosophies, meditation, as well as completely new ways to interpret the Bible. Plus, reviews on the latest spiritual books and music. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. Is life getting you down? Don't worry, choose happy. Join Dr. Marissa Pay every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central and get ready to shift your outlook. Dr. Marissa is an organizational psychologist and life balance coach who will help you to process the tough stuff. Get real life strategies you can use today to experience more hope and happiness. Call in and join the live show or listen later on demand only on unityonlineradio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio, and it's so exciting to be here with you on the Equinox with um, Nancy T. Hey, Nancy T., are you still there with Mr. Cooper Michael? Yay. And right before the break, we had, um, and I know I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, so please correct me. Is it Ilana? Ilona. Iwana. Ilona. You wanna, you wanna. You wanna remember me. You wanna. (laughs) I wanna remember you, and I do. I so wanna remember you. Awesome, wonderful. Okay, and then um, in just a minute, we'll bring on Frank Francis Rico Hayhurst. But let's talk about. Actually, let me bring on Frank because he might have a thought on this dream. So let me tell you a little bit about this dude. He's got many names. He's a wonderful human. He is a co-writer of um, Dreaming Heaven. And he, I met him in Teotihuacan years ago, 
And I just love this man with my whole heart. So he's a musician, he's a shaman, an author, Francis Rico Hayhurst, man of many names after my own heart, um, combines ancient and modern shamanic wisdom with an irrepressible advocacy for having fun, hello, what a concept, and enjoying life, assisting his clients, students, and fellow adventurers in awakening to the gift of their lives, the beauty of wild creation within us and surrounding us can help us all heal and bring happiness and real magic into our lives. We can become joyous and free. That's what Frank Francis Rico Hayhurst says. He's got a new book called A Shaman's Guide to Deep Beauty. In it, he shares stories and lessons from over 30 years of dedication to the shamanic pathways and teachers of indigenous wisdom traditions, including his gratitude for the gifts of the Toltec legacy and the mysterious beauty of Teotihuacan, which I love so much. And as a guide to the world's sacred sites, Rico brings insight, humor, music along on every journey, opening the doorways of perception to opportunities for transformation and connection to the radiance Ah, that's always there. His home is in Northern California, just a stone's throw from me, sort of-ish. I was up in Big Sur, not far from him. I should have said hi. Where he shares the beauty of the wild coastal mesas, cliffs, and ocean in support of his shamanic teaching, healing, and counseling practices. And he sent out the most glorious message. He always does for the changing of the seasons. And I thought I have to have Francis Rico Hayhurst on the show and talk a little bit about Equinox. So welcome to Ask Dr. Dream Show, Frank Hayhurst. <laughs> it's, it's such a pleasure to be here with you, Kelly. It'd be a pleasure to be anywhere with you. I mean, really. Oh, and we've been in many, many a place. I know. We've, on we've a pyramid been in many, of the sun many the places. Some, some in this dimension, too. Exactly, exactly. All right, so before we talk about Equinox and all that magic, Joanna uh, yes. was sharing a dream. I don't know if you had a chance to hear her dream. Did you on the other side? Um, no, not. I didn't. There were. I was having this uh, some technical difficulties, unfortunately. Okay. But, okay. But, yeah, well, you got on anyway. So I'm gonna. So Joanna, I'm gonna summarize this and see if I get this right. So you were asking the question, and this just ties in so perfectly with what Nancy and I were talking about earlier, about um, what's in your blind spot and asking your dreams before you go to sleep to reveal what's in the blind spot. And it might be around your health, it might be around your weight, it might be around your success or some kind of a stumbling block that you seem to keep persisting with. So Yuana had a dream. She she Before she went to sleep, she said, what's in the way? of my career, my success with my creativity. And, and, and she's an amazing guitar player. And she dreamt about a toddler that came out and it sounded like he was a boy. And she said that he was not all that thrilled about her playing the guitar. And she asked what would make you happy and what she heard in the dream or in her active imagination with the dream was I want to have a tantrum. And that's where we left off. So she kind of left us on a cliffhanger. So you wanna, did I summarize that right? Is or, yeah, is that where the we're only at? Thing is that there, there basically that was it. And, uh, but there was just one point, he didn't like me playing that or he or she, I'm not quite sure. I think it was me young, but it was a toddler. Okay. So it, like, I'm not quite sure what kind of a kid it was, but it was a, a like two year old max. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Um, he, the toddler didn't like me playing the guitar because it just seemed like one of the things that people think that I can do well. Rather, and he, it's it was more frustrating to be told about a lot of things that as a toddler, he or she, well, I'm not sure the toddler couldn't do. So I think that let's make her a she since you're a she. I think it's a she. I think it was me young. It, yeah, I'm so projecting my own inner little boy. <laughs> yeah. So she she was uh, she was just frustrated because she just thinks guitar is one of those things that people tell you you could do well and you and you can. But there are all these things that as a toddler I was not allowed to do or I I was told I can't do, and right. that's why I don't like the guitar. So and then I said, mm. so what do you want to do? I just want to throw a tantrum. And that's it. And I'm trying to live the tantrum and I'm, I'm trying to express when I'm not agreeing with something. And I even warn my husband, like, beware, I might be having some <laughs> anger. That is so fabulous. Oh, my God. Several And Frank, it's interesting. Rico, I'm just going to call you Rico because I just because you're so. Si, rich. Senorita, that's muy bien. Okay. Gracias. So Rico is also a guitar player. So what do you know? So oh, yeah. Rico, first of all, what do you what do you think of this dream of this toddler aspect of her not necessarily being thrilled about her being pigeonholed? It seems like that's what it's about because you're a multidimensional, infinite creature, and everyone's saying, "Well, here's one thing you do well. That's that's who you are. You're you wanna the guitar player. That's it." And you're like, "No, I'm more than this." And have you ever had a tantrum, Rico? Can you relate to this? Well, it's it's very interesting. It reminds me of a story of Ginny Gentry, um, who is one of our companions in in the Great Adventure of Dreaming Heaven, the, the yes. book that you're you're co-author and Lee of it too. McCormick. Yes, yeah. Um, and so we had a friend named J.J. Frank, and he was a piano player, not just a piano player. He was a dedicated, amazing, gifted. Uh, he he would play. Uh, Mozart versions of Grateful Dead tunes. I mean, he was really, really wow. accomplished, and he was, wow. and that was his identification. That was his identity. He was so focused on that. Everything else was secondary. It was like the forgetful professor, except that his whole life was this one little. Well, Ginny tried to point out that the aperture of being a piano player was too small for the magnificence mm. of who he actually was, and so she kept mm. bragging on him about it. You know, you're not a keyboard player. You're not a keyboard player. You're not just a keyboard player. This is the point that she was trying to make to him. And if you know Jenny, you remember that she is a gorgeous creature with, you know, with big hair and big attitude and big voice and big lipstick and big everything. She's a phenomenal, she's a phenomenal being. And uh, Mm -hmm. one day, one day, JJ had had enough. He threw a tantrum and his tantrum was he looked at, Ginny with scorn and derision, and he said, and you, Ginny Gentry, are not your hair. (laughs) Okay, now that's fighting words. That's like you draw the line right there. So the two-year-old... The, the two-year-old is is the this girl, this beautiful young Joanna. She she is expressing that she's more than any um, culturally appropriate limitation that allows her to be artistic as a guitar player. She 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 is being asked by her own two-year-old self to step up to become an artist of life itself, to to become an artist that encompasses her her sensuality, her creativity, her poetry, her movement, her health, her well-being, her body. The two-year doesn't year old doesn't want to be limited. 
It doesn't want to right. be contained. Mm. And the tantrum is the authentic expression of life saying, I I want to be outrageous. I want to be I want to be large. It's not angry, although, you know, being contained and contracted and compressed mm. can make one angry. I mean, look at our world. You know. Yeah. So I think Nancy I think T Nancy. is on the verge of a, a very, very big opening if she will allow her two year old to express itself. <sighs> She'll find out that it's not a tantrum. She'll find out that it's bigger than that. It's uh, perhaps a, a very big opening for her. What a dream. Oh my God, what a dream. And Nancy, Thank as you, you hold this little teeny child on your lap, what what must mm-hmm. this bring up for you in the raising in real time of, of two kids or the co-raising, I should say? Wow. I, I have to say, it just felt to me like a part of her that was unexpressed and that how, you know, when you are so young, when you're so tiny, it, your voice can be heard by the volume. But but in terms of actually what you're intending, what you're actually wanting, it's a lot less, it's a lot more difficult to get. And in fact, I just watched a whole thing on Oprah about how um, you know, there are different types of cries that indicate different things because that's all they have to share their emotions and share what they want or their needs. Um, so in this dream, here's this child that wants to express itself and in such it's so much that it needs to throw a tantrum. It needs to say it loudly so it can be heard. So it just seems to me a part of her that wants to be heard beyond whatever that superficial look at me, I'm this guitarist or I'm this beautiful woman or whatever could be seen on the surface, something deeper. So I, I guess I really disagree with Rico more than anything. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, Ioana, what's all this, what's all, all bringing up? Is this affirming what you already know or is there anything percolating over there? Well, I think uh, my first, it is actually bringing it a little clearer to just explore to be more than what what I thought I am and what people thought I am and like to forget what I couldn't do. I thought that the tantrum was just about being able to express because I'm always a very, uh, uh, I try to be positive and I try to accommodate things and live with what is. But I think that sometimes, uh, so the first step would be to say, no, actually, I don't want that or I want this and to affirm that. But actually what you're saying is that after I go past that, that would be the first step and actually it's just to, to explore who I am more than just the, the limited view. I mean, mm. just that. Although, I mean, just being a guitarist and just being that is a lot. And sometimes I feel like yeah. I'm doing even that justice. But I think that the only way I can do it justice is by actually becoming more than that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, thank you for that. I think I think you are a Renaissance woman. And if there was going to be a title, it would have to be a title that big <laughs> that that it could be massive so that it fits so many aspects of you. And I'm going to join you in that. And I think it's, you know, as a, I know for myself doing, I mean, I've got the, the, I wear the title of Dr. Dream and, and, and I, and I sometimes get rebellious about, I don't just want to talk about dreams. I mean, so really to me, I've just broadened the umbrella of dreams. It's really a conversation about the soul. It's not just about dreams. It's about waking up. It's about evolving. It's about embracing the shadow. It's about figuring out how to be human on earth. It's so much more than just how do we interpret a dream? So I totally am with you on that. And it's wonderful to have a specific gift. And it's great for us to all remember that we are more than this. And whatever we think we know about ourselves at this moment, it's a drop in the bucket 
it's a drop in the ocean compared to all that we are. We're just on the brink of discovering who we are. So thank you so much, Joanna. And I want to always have you on the show. So keep sharing your dreams. You always have such insight to bring. So appreciate you and your music, but the music of your soul more than anything. Thank you. Thank you so much. So you're welcome. So Mr. Rico, Tell us about this thing that's happening at, in in the in Pacific time. It's two fifty nine p.m. on the East Coast. It's five fifty nine p.m. and Central time four fifty nine p.m. And we could wax on and on about numbers all day long, but I don't want to do that. What happens? What is the equinox? What does it mean to you? And how can we best get in the vibe and in the sweet spot of it? Well, um, solstices and equinoxes, equinoxes happen in the spring and in the fall. And that's the moment when in the Earth's orbit around the sun, we have equal day and equal night. Um, uh, the, the spring one has traditionally been called the vernal equinox and the, the fall one is the autumnal. I just like saying autumnal. So that's why I still refer to it. Autumnal. And the sol- of autumnal. course, we have a winter and a summer solstice. But, you know, in the other hemisphere where I spend a lot of time, Spring is fall mm. and fall is spring and winter is summer and summer is winter. So what I began to realize that's confusing. I know it's all the same planet <laughs> and that it's all the same moment. So this thing about time mm. is that time is linear, but the moment we're entering into that we're going to experience is something that has to do not with the clock and clock time, but it's a step into something that is the realm of dreams. It's in the realm of um, a large presence of who we really are while we think we are something else it's kind of like the expansiveness of your voyage from being dr dreamy the dr dream Mm -hmm. to (laughs) to to something larger seeing a larger picture so it are we Mm -hmm. the equinox Mm. is it the fall or the spring equinox no it's a global moment that we're sharing in and right now when you look at it when you look at the big picture the global moment is that we're in an alignment with our galaxy And in fact, so I'll run this by you real quick, and you'll see how crazy Mm. things actually are. We're on a planet that's turning 1,200 miles an hour, spinning around the the sun at 36,000 miles an hour, on the wing of a galaxy going half a million miles an hour, in a galaxy that's moving across Mm. deep space at 1.2 million (laughs) miles an hour. Right now, as you and I are talking, we are going 500 miles a second. (laughs) <laughs> so now that's the oh and my hair is just like sitting there yeah. me and nancy our hair is not even out of place right I and jenny's hair is totally from all of this so so what's really <laughs> happening is that there's multiple realities happening simultaneously one of the big things that has been predicted those ancient wisdom people that knew the great movements of time the 25 year cycles the 200 years thousand year cycles they predicted a time that we are entering. Uh, we're seeing the obsolescence of big archetypal things that used to hold coherence for our culture, governments falling apart. Um, so many areas where we used to expect coherence are falling apart. And the beauty is the emergence of our of our learning to, to rely on wisdom coming from within us. I think this is why... I think that if we were on to talk about what is the leading edge of bringing coherence to life, I think you're doing it, Kelly. This is this is the Ooh. work of of allowing people mm. to begin to find intelligence within themselves instead of expecting it to be elsewhere or other. So mm. on this equinox, this is mm. this is part of a movement over time 
that has been happening where we find this place. Now, traditionally, this equinox has been called a place of balance. And a questions that would emerge in our culture would be, what, what would a balanced life look like? Uh, what would what would you have to do to get your life and your dreams and your inner and outer world into balance? <laughs> you know, right. those are really the good questions. <clears throat> but they're questions in English, and they're not questions in the old verb-based language that says, instead of balance, we're looking for harmony. Mm. Uh, when you have dark and light in balance, which happens once at this moment, 2.58 this afternoon here on the Pacific Coast, in fact, there's a dance between light and dark. There's a love affair that has existed between light and dark that isn't a part of our dualistic thinking in English, but it is the, the love of light for the warmth of the dark and the love of the dark for the brilliance and the exciting movement of, of light. And this love affair has been what's always been real. So for us <clears throat> to move into mm, harmony love that. means to, to allow ourselves to move out of concepts of how do I balance my life in a world that's gone crazy and into a deeper place. Um, an actual practical thing that we can all do right now so that you can get a feeling for what we're talking about is bring your right hand, unless you're driving, you know, maybe this wouldn't be the best for driving, but bring your right <laughs> hand to your heart mm -hmm. and bring your left hand to your abdomen, to your belly button, just a little bit below there. Just what you're doing is you're creating two spirals of flowing energy your hand moving to your heart is reaching for guidance and wisdom into your connection with source. And your left hand to your belly is instead of uh, accepting the reality of what looks like the world created around us, against us, having problems, all that, to a place of deep resourcefulness of no compromise, a place where love without fear, source without compromise. Um, this harmony that you begin to create is a harmony between what we used to call a masculine and feminine, but there's so many more versions of that. Like we found with Ioana, um, you know, is it, is a toddler a he or a she? They don't know. There's like seven <laughs> or eight sexes. It's only, it's only our contemporary Western <laughs> modality that makes two sexes. There's, as we know, there's mm -hmm. a whole range of things that people experience. Mm -hmm. So That's this is true. a very That's deep true. place of harmony. So this is my invitation is to do this at the equinox. Mm -hmm. And what you'll find is that you have moved into an alignment. And instead of being an individual just on stranded out on the edge trying to figure things out and to move one grain of sand, um, when we move into alignment, suddenly we're in the flow of creation. And that's the opportunity of the equinox is, is to move into a vortex flow of energy that leverages and expands our capacity to love and care, to love without fear, to create a creation that cares for life. And I guess the one of my important points is that this is what's needed right now for, from each of us. Each one of us is a gift. Each one needs to come present. Each one of us is creation coming to a place of, of necessity, of giftedness, of loving and caring for life. And uh, to have this opportunity here this afternoon, uh, it's a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. But the opportunity exists all the time because we're outside of linear time when we move to this deep place. Mm -hmm. It's a place of right. real silence. And so um, you allow a harmony to emerge. And I, I invite everybody to experiment with this. Do you need to be you know, doing this exactly at 220, 258, whatever? No. Um, 
it really is helpful because right now it'd be like a surfer catching a wave. There's a wave mm. coming, and if you move into love without fear, you're mm. you're moving into paddling to catch this wave. Oh wow! If you were only poetic with your words, Rico. I oh wish I God. spoke English. That's my. That's I wish you spoke English. Oh my God! This I is so beautiful. So we well. can do it. In, we do it. We can do this. We can drop in. We can. I love the the belly and the heart and the spirals and and coming into this. And so we can catch this wave in just in just a few hours. And I think we're we're pre catching it even now. We're already on that long board yes. that that takes us all the way across the ocean of consciousness. <laughs> That's the only kind of board I've ever surfed on. So I only know longboards. But ah, oh, this is so gorgeous. So what are some other things that people can do at that very moment be- besides their left hand on their lower belly and their their right hand on their hearts? What are some so, other things we can do to get ourselves into harmony? If it's possible, my, my if it, it may not be possible, but but use your imagination, which is dreaming while you're awake, really. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's possible, find a place where you're connected with with wild beauty, with wild creation, because in other words, nature, as much as possible. But listen, it could be weeds in a sidewalk. It's like it has to do with the quality of your connection, not with the ideal circumstance of being on the cliff looking out at the ocean, which is where I'll be, by the way. (laughs) You know, but but I just do it because creation will amplify this. We're in a situation on our planet where the wild creatures and life on our planet have been um, crying uh, to creation, to the great mother, um, they've been asking for the human species to please wake up. They've, they've been, their prayer has been that we'll come to our senses and begin to care for all of life, um, not just the idea that we're here to, for dominion or exploitation. Or I mean, we can see what's happening to our planet and what dire straits we're in. So if you would connect mm. back with wild creation, it, mm. uh, there's no definition of what that has to be. It can be your backyard. It can be the sidewalk out in front of a building. Find a plant. Find a weed. Uh, find the great, beautiful view. If you have the opportunity to reconnect with a tree, please do that. And you move into love without fear in connection. We're recognizing the beauty of creation. And this is a place where as you allow this connection to happen, you move out of the of the contraction that we call normal reality the contraction of what we call the of our own consciousness and into a deep place where instead of looking at life through a little flashlight beam we mm-hmm. recognize that we're standing in the light of the sun and in that light a, the harmony of life collaborating and cooperating this place that we're all moving to of cooperation co-creation communication caring mm. a compassion oh my God. this this is what the harmony that is present with this equinox will begin to resonate and you will find that when you act from this place of love without fear and and mm. connection with harmony that miracles and magic begin to happen it looks like miracles and Whoa. magic to people that think from the, that everything's a contraction it isn't it is a place of love and action Rico, you are amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I know everyone wants to know his website. It's shamanzone.com. Is that the best place people can find you? That's it. All right. And his book, 
is a shaman's guide to deep beauty, not shallow beauty, but deep <laughs> beauty. Nancy T, thank you so much for joining me. And thank you, Yuana, for sharing your dreams. Join me on April 6th, if you're live in LA, at the Mystic Journey Bookshop at 7 to 9 p.m. Rasuli and I will be talking about the hero's journey and dreams. It's going to be delicious. And join us next week. We're going to be exploring more about what your dreams can do. Can your dreams help you get rich? Join us here on Ask Dr. Dream. Until then, may your dreams be so sweet. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.